Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It's Wednesday the 27th of October and it's just after 6.30 in the morning here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. What a call, lads. What a call. Daniel McCarty and Grant Elliott. Great call. Energy, flow of emotions, the ups and downs felt every moment as Pakistan beat the Black Caps. Over in Sharjah and UAE by five wickets, chasing it with ease. But um, we're going to break that down early in this morning's show. We've got a very special guest today to break down and review that game. And we don't have to go too far because how lucky are we on the Bears and Izzy for Breakfast show and SCNZ? We've got the man himself, Bears Skip McCullum. He'll break that down just after seven o'clock. Looking forward, he's looking nice and handsome on my camera right here. I can see him today. <laughs> The jawline's well and truly chiselled. The hat's backwards. He's smooth and is nice. Big room in Auckland there. He's very happy with his room. Look forward to chatting to my mate later in the show. Great to see your face, brother. Um, Coming up, we're going to chat some Heartland Rugby as well. We've got Joe Murray. He is the head coach of the Swamp Foxes, Thames Valley. They're celebrating 100 years of rugby this year, so it'd be good to chat to them. They're undefeated throughout the Heartland Championship. As well, so looking forward to chatting to Joe Murray, the head coach of the Swamp Foxes, Thames Valley. And then we're going to keep up the, the tradition and the countdown to New Zealand Cup Week. Yesterday we celebrated Ricky May and Terra to Love. Today we celebrate Leith Innes in the 2012-2000 Guineas win on Sacred Falls. So we've got a good show for you this morning. Like always, keep those texts coming through, double eight double three. Give us a call on the Kennards Hire phone line, 0800 150 811. And just want to congratulate the boys again, Daniel McCarty and Grant Elliott. A few texts coming through on the text line for those boys. What a call. Thanks for your energy, the flow of emotions throughout that game. We're going to break it down throughout the morning, but I'm going to cross over to my good mate, the star of the show, really. It's great to have him back. There's McCullum in Auckland. He's got his kit. He's ready to go. How are you, brother? The star of the show. There's only one star of this show right now, my brother, and that is you. You were on fire. As Smitty said yesterday, what about the growth of you as a broadcaster in the last six weeks? Oh, it's fabulous. It's fabulous. Mate, that was outstanding, eh? We're both 
obviously waiting uh, in the wings for um, for our show to start. But listening to both Daniel McCarty and Grant Elliott, the passion and and the mm. the professionalism of that call too was absolutely superb. And yeah. how lucky are we on SNZ that we get to cover the Black Caps over in the T20 World Cup and. Look, we will go into it later on, um, a lot deeper sort of dive into it. Um, but first impressions, not too bad. Okay, Those conditions mm. don't suit the Black Caps. On the surface, they'll clearly be disappointed that they weren't able to win. Um, but that's a red-hot Pakistan side playing in favourable conditions, and that toss was also important. So not all bad for New Zealand. A few injuries and concerns, yep. but um, you know we'll, we'll dive a bit deeper into it later on. But, gee, the crowd looked electric as well. And how good is it, mate, just to see... Crowds back and and the passion of oh. supporters. We talked a little bit about it yesterday, you know, like with even racing, just how how jockeys and even horses respond to the crowds on the track, mm. and it's no different to obviously rugby players and, and cricketers. And it's great to see some crowds back over there in, in Sharjah. But mate, you had a busy day yesterday, didn't you? I, was, I just noticed a little <laughs> on your little Instagram. I noticed just oh. just the boy had been busy, plenty of mahi down there and. <laughs> In a hoka way. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, mate. Bit of country clued up, Bears. Bit of country clued <laughs> up. Like, we've, you know, with the broken leg, I've, I've been slacking around the house. I've been milking it, let's be honest. I've been on my little scooter wandering around. Everyone else has been doing the house uh, house jobs, house chores. Look, I had a little uh, bit of grass that I had to um, uh, irrigate just on, uh, on the right-hand side of the driveway. So what happened is... I did the left-hand driveway, and I did the grass, the big lawn, and um, when they put the driveway in, they elevated it up, so I kind of had to level it out, otherwise there was a big drop-off onto the grass, and it just looked out of place. So I had to re-level this, the dirt, so I uh, got, I didn't actually do it, but my mate leveled it out, and then on the other side, I planted cherry blossom trees. I didn't oh. plant them again. Someone else planted them. <laughs> so they planted some cherry blossom trees. And then I just had, we had to irrigate yesterday. So yesterday I had a big day, a big day on my feet. I was rolling around with my moon boot, um, just getting in the way, really. I had a couple of lads from PGG Wrightson's coming down and helping me out. They were awesome. Just just give me a real good hand. Uh, so we just hydro-seeded around the, got the areas that needed to be um, grassed. So hydro-seeds are um, freaking amazing, isn't it? So you just... You mix all these combinations of, uh, you know, uh, fertilizer. Uh, I've got fescue grass. So I've got fescue grass, which is like pretty much every the grass that you have on your fairways. So oh, that's kind of what, what, what I want my lawn to look like. <laughs> <laughs> so I want my lawn to be like a little carpet, a bit like Sharjah over there, you know, just nice and small and looking real good. So I've got fescue, and yeah, I just put some pop-up sprinklers in the lawn, and um, so I got the whole whole uh, lawn being irrigated, so it was good. It was good. I just had a big day like, on my feet, so 4 o'clock. Your backyard's my... bigger than Sharjah. Your, <laughs> your backyard's like three times the size Boy. of the Sharjah cricket ground, so you've got, you got plenty of seeding to do, but well done. Look, you, mean the, you, mean the, you mean the bank's backyard? You mean the bank's backyard? We're not on oh. mortgage-free like you, Bezza. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not mortgage-free, my friend. I... Bite off more than you can chew and chew as hard as you can, they say. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, that's good. That's fabulous, yeah. mate. We've got a good show coming up today too, eh, bro? Obviously, we'll dive into the cricket a little bit later on. Hey, what about you, though? What, what, tell us about your little setup, mate. Tell us about your setup. Dinner, you know, a little brekkie. What have you got on the menu? Are you, are you happy? Are you shredding? Are you bulking? What are you up to? Right, here's a controversial menu from yesterday, okay? <laughs> Look, salmon's quite a polarising kind of um, 
fish, right, or, or protein. Quite polarizing. Now I like salmon, so that's okay. But I was delivered. So in this quarantine setup, you get. I know every quarantine's different. I've done a few now around the world, about nine, I reckon, and and everyone's different. Sometimes you get like a, a vast choice of menu. Others, you just literally get something dropped at your door. Well, this one here in near the airport in Auckland, um, at the Sudima, if anyone feels like being really generous and dropping off any sort of <laughs> gifts to the brother. Um, so yesterday morning, I had a little Eggs Benedict with salmon, right? What's, oh, what do they call that? Eggs Florentine? No, that's not eggs. Is it yeah, eggs yeah, eggs Florentine. Eggs Florentine. Yeah, that's, so oh, that's that. with salmon, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so it was quite good. A little bit polarising there was like a pink donut and um, a pink uh, like up and go thing on the side, which I'm not sure how old that thought it was, but that's not normally in my <laughs> wheelhouse. But then lunch was okay, like a pulled sort of pork bun thing. And then dinner, they doubled down on the salmon. Doubled down Aye. on it. This time they've gone for like a big salmon fillet. So, look, I, I appreciate the aggression, the aggression that they've taken with the menu and, and they've just gone all in on the salmon. Today's a little different, Scotland my salmon. Akaraya salmon. What are we? What are we? Didn't didn't read that. Just salmon. Well, it's got to be. It's got to be New Zealand salmon, surely. I mean, it's a long way from Norway and a long way from from <laughs> uh, from Scotland. Surely we've got some New Zealand salmon. Maybe a little bit of what is it? Akaroa? Akaroa salmon? Is that? Yeah, yeah really good. This. Yeah, yeah. Akaroa salmon. I'm just saying, like our best lamb's exported. So I was just thinking, maybe our best salmon's gone too. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true, actually. Our best lab. Love that touch. Uh, today's a little, uh, what have we got today? Oh, coconut porridge. Let's see. I'm not sure how that's going to go. I've actually got a little bit of um, sushi being delivered at lunchtime, is by uh, Sir oh. Peter Vellas. Um, chef there, he's going to deliver us a little bit of sushi. So I'm pretty excited about oh, that. That's Outside of chatting to you, is that is the highlight it's not of my what day. You know, it's who you know, eh? It's not what you know, it's who you know. He's got his own chef whipping up a little private fine dining for Bath for Cullum. Oh, you're a lucky man, mate. But, it, you know, this is how you how you coping in there, mate? Your day two, your day two in there, and you've got your bike in the background. Yeah, you keep insane, bud. Yeah, the bike, that was good, actually. Um, a, a bit of a shout out to New Zealand cricket there. They organised uh, a couple of bikes for. Uh, for Flem, who's across the hallway, and, and myself, so just try and keep a little bit sane. Nice. Um, you know, when you've been a professional athlete, is you know what it's like. You like you're used to exercise, right? And if you don't get it, you get a bit <laughs> get a bit grumpy. Well, so, I'm going to the gym today for the first time in about five months, so I'm back, brother. I'm back. You know, like after this leg, it's oh, it's been terrible. But yeah, you got to keep it up. Eh? Is it more for mental for you, bud? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon it's um, mm. just because we're so used to it, right? We, we're used to having that kind of um, stimulation, that mental stimulation of, of exercise. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not breaking any records on the bike here, bro. There's no Lance Armstrong or, or uh, although he sort of broke a few records of his own, not just on the bike. Um, but, yeah, I'm sort of just ticking over, uh, hoping that we can get outside and have a little wander around the car park today, but... Had a negative test yesterday, so let's let's hope that um, they're able to get out and about, my brother. But yeah, that's about the extent of my day. And well, the highlights clearly talking to you, but that otherwise the extent of my day is that. But we're going okay, mate. Early starts and and just just ticking by. We've got about twelve days to go. So but anyway, that is well, we've got plenty of time to talk about that. What have we got coming up here? We've got the old quizzy dag, haven't we? Quizzy dag coming yep. up very soon yep. here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. 
0800 Give us a call to have a crack at the Is Master, the Quiz Master. we got to talk some cricket. And we've got our special guest, and we don't need to go. How lucky are we? We've got Grant Elliott doing the call for the game. Uh, Black Cap legend, and then we got the skip, the one and only Baz McCullen to break down this morning's game as the Black Caps went down against Pakistan. And Baz, you spoke about it, mate. You spoke about it. It wasn't all doom and gloom for the Black Caps from what you saw. You want to break it down, bud? Yeah, yeah, spot on. Is I thought it was not a bad performance, to be honest. It's, I know it's the first game that New Zealand's lost in a, in a T20 World Cup. Um, for, in terms of their first game in the tournament as such. Uh, on the surface, there will be disappointment, no doubt. But if you look at that Pakistan side, you look at the conditions, the toss was vitally important as well. Um, look, I think it's not a bad effort from New Zealand first up. There's a few things I'd like um, them to just maybe reevaluate. Obviously, the loss of Lockie Ferguson last night with a, a calf tear is, is a significant one for the Black Caps because he was their real yeah. point of difference with his express pace. Thankfully, the selectors had in the waiting in the wings was Adam Milne uh, as cover in the squad. Now, a really interesting thing was that he wasn't available for today's game because of the ICC rules, but. Look, I've been involved in these franchise tournaments and, and other tournaments previously, and I know you need sign-off from the ICC, but the ICC is based in Dubai. Now, Dubai and Sharjah are about 30 minutes away by car. Now, the injury went down last night. Lockie Ferguson's um, scans were obviously revealed today. Now, there should have been a process available to be able to quickly be able to project um, Adam Milne into the selection frame. But unfortunately, uh, from what I understand, he wasn't actually available. So that's an interesting um, situation because I, I looked at that team and I just felt the balance of the side was just a little bit off his. Um, mm, mm. A slight query on on some of our tactics as well. And look, tactics and strategy, are, they're, they're a personal thing. Not everyone's going to agree on them, okay? So I completely understand that. But... Coming into a World Cup, which you've had a fair few years to prepare for, at no stage has Daryl Mitchell opened the batting for us. And now, all of a sudden, you, you've played a, a middle-order player at the top of the order, and you've played a top-order player mm. in Tim Seifert down in the middle order. And if you think of Sharjah and you think of those conditions, it's a six-hitting ground deeper in the in the game. But what you need, first and foremost, is to maximise the power play. So if you look at the performance of the Black Caps and the top-order batters, Daryl Mitchell, 27 off 20. So he's actually done quite a good job. Martin Guptill yep. struggled a little bit, 17 off 20, and Kane Williamson, 25 off 25. Outside of that, Devin Conway added uh, just a few runs um, in the middle, but no one else was really able to get going. They batted Jimmy Neesham up the order as well. Now, if you look at that lineup, the real power hitters are probably Neesham and Mitchell and maybe Glenn Phillips a little bit further down the order, obviously Guptill up top. Mm. But they're your power hitters who I would think should have been used maybe down the order, a little bit similar to how Pakistan used Asif Ali in particular, who came in and hit 27 off 12 balls. So just a slight query on that, the, the reasoning for that, I don't, I don't quite get. I think the best time to bat in those conditions is in the top, in the, uh, at the top of the order. And in the last series against Pakistan... The player of the series was Tim Seifert. Now, Tim Seifert has found mm. himself, and he batted at the top of the order in New Zealand. Now he's found himself batting down the order. It just doesn't, to me, it's not consistent. I heard Scotty Storris last night on the drive show 
with Kirsty and Beef talking about this exact thing that it, it just doesn't it doesn't make a great deal of sense with that that you've had all this time to prepare and then you come up with this strategy on the cusp of the tournament. So, look, 27 off 20 is not a bad result, but I just think they could use their resources slightly better than what they did. And also, the the balance of the side playing um, Jimmy Neesham as well as uh, um, Daryl Mitchell is presumably to be able to share the load with the ball. Well, I, I'd personally like to see them play another bowler in those conditions is play five frontline bowlers and just trust your yep. batting if you if you need to. Um, so I think when Adam Milne becomes available, um, I would bring Adam Milne in for either Nisham or um, Mitchell and then just trust your batting. So that, that's what I'd look to do. But anyway, um, I don't what think it, was overly, um, it wasn't a bad start. Can you can you delve into the conditions? You spoke off air about Pakistan. They play, play in Sharjah all the time. UAE, that is their home that they, they play to the conditions so well can you delve into the detail behind the conditions what is it what is it about the conditions well they've played a lot of cricket in charger of course because cricket's been starved um in their own country mm. pakistan which is pretty topical anyway for when you think of our yeah. our most recent um pull out of that tour for security reasons so they they were forced to play a lot of cricket in the uae and Sharjah has been almost like their second home. You could see with the crowd as well, just the the, pop, the Pakistani population is so strong in Sharjah and their familiarity with those conditions is is also um, very strong. So the, the Sharjah wicket it got relayed about a year ago um, and it used to be a flat wicket. 220 was not unachievable, but on this surface, um, it is it just hasn't taken just yet. So there's still invariable mm. bounce. There's low skiddy bounce. It stops a little bit at times. Yes, the boundaries are short, but the outfield's also been relayed, so it's very slow. So therefore, you need to be able to hit the ball in the air later on when the ball slows up. So they're very accustomed to these conditions, um, and, and they know how to play them so well. And I think they, they lined there, the Pakistan side lined up there, um, bowlers. If you think of their bowling group, you've got Shaheen Shah Afridi, you've got Hassan Ali, you've got Has- uh, Harris Ralph, uh, Imad Wazim, Shoaib Malik, Shadab Khan, and Muhammad Hafiz. Like now, that is an unbelievable bowling lineup in those conditions. They've picked the, they've picked that lineup to be able to restrict the opposition, and then they'll back their batting in familiar conditions. So look, it's. They're also red hot at the moment. Let's not forget that. And they, mm, they demolished mm. India by 10 wickets. So there's no disgrace in our performance today. And in fact, it, it, it was a really typical, gritty, um, determined performance by a New Zealand side. And, and Kane Williamson led them well in the field as well. But there's just a couple of areas I wouldn't mind seeing us tidy up going into the next yep. game. But we'll be better for the run. Adam Mill come in, I think. Um, and then that gives you that express pace as well. Um, and, and then you've got something which you can uh, to be able to try and put the opposition batters under pressure. What do you think? You you watched it? Uh, look, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's just keen to take... I was wondering why... We've got a few texts here. We'll get to those in a minute. And if you've got a, any, any queries, give us a call on 0800 150 811 if you've got any questions for Baz McCullum. He is our expert. He's been there, done that. And uh, saw a wee little re- replay come up, mate, of the 2010 uh, T20, I think it was. You, uh, Black Cats beating Pakistan by one run in that last wicket, last ball wicket um, over there. So, um, look, for me, uh, it was interesting. I just think 135, the selections. Um, I saw Kyle Jameson on the bench. So I want to know if, if he's a viable 
is he a viable kind of option to come on, or you you thinking Milne will be the one to come on and bring that pace? We miss, were we lacking a little bit of pace out there? Those are the questions. Um, for me, I don't look 135. I, I came in and 135. I thought that was pretty pretty uh, low scoring. Um, you know, in a T20 competition. But then you spoke about the wicket and. You know, if if in those last couple of overs, if we actually bowled a little bit better and we put some lot of pressure on, you got to go take your hat off to Pakistan. They came out and took the game to them. Shoaib Malik, a lot of questions about him. Hafiz, older players, been selected, been there before. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We just leading up to it, we lost those two practice matches, and there was a lot of conversations about it. Look, we shouldn't look too much into it. But right now, I don't know. We just, I don't know if we have the the firepower or. or the game plan, like selections, there's a text message coming through. I want you to ask, answer that. Um, Bears, hey Bears, think Conway's needs to bat in top three. He was he was fifth drop, he was third drop, batting number five. Do we need to get him up the order to give him another op- more opportunities? Is he our first drop? Well, this is a difficult thing because to me, I think you've got Seifert, Conway, Williamson, and Guptill who all benefit from mm. batting in the top three. So that's where you just got to work out. Um, what your actual game plan is, what role do you want those guys to play? So to me, yep. Williamson and Conway are very, very good at being able to operate at a slightly lesser strike rate, whereas the Seifitz and the Guptals can go a lot higher strike rate. Yes, there's more risk involved in it, but uh, to me, those guys need to be able to generate a strike rate earlier and then allow the likes of Conway and Williamson to be able to set the game up through the middle and then you come into your hitters, your nichems, and I would say the guys like... Yeah, Mitchell's um, a little bit deeper in, in the and the Phillips deeper in the batting order. So, look, they'll have their reasons, and, and we're going to get an opportunity at some stage to talk to um, someone within the side um, very soon as well. So, looking forward to that. But look, it's it's always hard. I, I just stress that I find it strange that for two to three years of preparation, we never once mm. opened the batting with Daryl Mitchell, and then he finds himself opening the batting in foreign conditions on the first game of a World Cup. So um, it'd be nice if we get those answers, but let's let's see. He did all right too, but um, but I just think there's others who could do slightly better. Well, what about, um, I thought I thought Ish Sodi bowled really well. Ish Sodi came on and he, he varied his, his bowling up, bowling leg spinners, bowling the rungan. I thought he bowled really well. But then on the other side, I look at, um, look, he's, he's a big part of the team, Mitchell Santner. He went for 33 runs, took one wicket off his four overs. Is that... Is that good in T20 cricket, Baz? I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know if, it, if that's good bowling or if that's not. Well, economical-wise, you know, pressure-wise, how do you feel he performed? Oh, look, he he's a gun in this form of the game. Um, but keep in mind he's been sitting yeah. on the sideline a lot in the most recent mm. history with the IPL. But he'll be better for the run, too. He's just looked a little rusty yeah. to me. But he'll be better. Lots of talking points anyway, mate. And, and also... Uh, Thinking with all of our T20 World Cup coverage, that's with Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the past 10 years. We're going to get off to a little spell, come back on the other side. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to the Kim's Warehouse. Great savings every day. I think we're going inside the camp right now, Baz, and it looks like we've got your old mate Luke Ronke on the line. Wonderful. Hello, Ronks. Hello, Basil. How are you, bud? Good, mate. Give us a little uh, synopsis of that performance, mate. Obviously, the first one of the tournament. Nice to get a few cobwebs out of the way of the lads. Uh, yeah, it always is, mate. I mean, it's, you go from your, your practice games into, into the proper stuff, and there's always those little bits and pieces you want to fine-tune and get better, but 
um, the guy that did a fantastic job, I think. We, we played cricket the way we played cricket. We worked really hard, and the surface wasn't a, one of those real nice traditional T20 sort of surfaces. We went out and like 170, 180, and it, it's just fours and sixes galore. So um, the batters worked really hard, and then our bowlers came in and, and did a fantastic job to, to keep that game really, really tight. In the end, I think, after Sully coming in at the end there for them, 27 off 12 was, was the difference in the game. Yeah, obviously you guys, um, you would have identified this game as going to be quite a difficult start to the tournament, playing a strong Pakistan side and the conditions that they know so well in Sharjah and um, you know, not too far away in the end. One, a couple of things that sort of stood out for me, I'll be keen to, to hear sort of a little bit more from inside the camp. Daryl Mitchell, we haven't seen him at the top of the order prior to today uh, for you guys. What, what was the rationale around that? Um, I guess from him, he actually, yes, uh, Cyrus actually had a little abdominal um, issue coming in when he, um, from the IPL, so then he couldn't play the first warm-up game, and, and Daryl had sort of first warm-up game against, uh, against the Midlands, whacked it around, and he came in the next one, whacked it around, and I guess we were just sort of looking at the, the nature in which he was doing it, and, and, uh, and how well he was actually making it look, and how easy he was making it look on some, some surfaces that were completely different than what he's used to and what a lot of us are used to, um, and it's more that an intent, I guess, at the top of the order that in this part of the world, power plays make a, a massive difference in, in the, the total you can end up with. And he's gone out there and, and he did it really well again today. He just played some good, strong shots, which um, on these sets you need to. But like I said earlier, you can't go out and just think you're going to hit four and fifty every ball. So he's done, he did really well. I mean, he's, he's put every foot forward and done everything he possibly could to, to one, put himself up for selection and two, to come in and, and do as well as he did. So just moving forward, do you think as well, mate, that um, obviously the balance of your side today, you opted for um, the extra the extra all-rounder, I guess you'd call them, but seeing they can both uh, they can both bowl in the Nisham and, and Mitchell. You're heading towards Dubai and you're next against an Indian side and then and then off to uh, play against Scotland at Dubai as well. A bit more bowler-friendly conditions there, or swing bowling conditions. Do you see a change in how you're going to line things up or you, you'll sort of take stock and, and work that out in time? Um. That's one of those things. You, you, you sit back and you sort of look at, at how things are going. Obviously, we were um, a bit unlucky with Lossie Ferguson getting injured um, and then trying to sort that out and, and get replacement into the, the squad and things like that. So that sort of changed the team we were going to play today. Um, but that's also when you go to a new ground, like you said, you've got to look at it and, and look at the, I guess the, the stats and data around that and the surface and and be adaptable to what's in front of you. I mean, that's one of the big things coming over here. It's, it is adjusting to the different grounds and surfaces and making sure that everyone understands that. It's, it's, there are going to be changes at times depending on what you're playing on, so be prepared for that. All right, we're talking a batting coach from the Black Caps, Luke Ronke. Give us a text on double eight double three if you've got any questions for Luke after their game against Pakistan. Hey, mate, it's Izzy here. I just want to ask you a question about that. You've got... Lockie Ferguson, who's gone down injured. You've got Adam Milne, who can potentially come in the side. ICC rules ruled him out of that performance against Pakistan. But you also got Kyle Jamieson on the bench, and he's a big uh, part player in the T20s, particularly in IPL. Would he be an option as well, Kyle Jamieson come in, Adam Milne? Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing. I mean, we've got options here to, to look at, and obviously Milne will be the one coming in for Lockie, so you, you've still got that out-and-out like, pace option. And Milne's been, yeah. uh, been fantastic and, and what he's been doing and, and wherever he's been around the world. So that's a mass, massive sort of plus for us to have him here and, 
him being ready to go. Um, and then you obviously got Cam and he's been phenomenal for us whenever he's played. So you look at the, the options he brings us with, obviously his height and bounce, and and I guess it's just a, a completely different sort of a um, attack that you put him into it as well. So there's, there's definitely options, and those are conversations that are always had. Of course, our T20 World Cup coverage is with Razine, the paint that Kiwis trust. Hey, Ronks, um, obviously today was a bit disappointing, but there's some positives to take out of it. But if you look at the rest of the tournament for you guys, you play India in Dubai, you play Scotland in Dubai, Namibia in Sharjah and Afghanistan in Abu Dhabi. You've got to go into those games with a fair amount of confidence that the conditions are going to suit you against those sides and you've got a fair chance of being able to qualify, surely. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing. We're now going to go to from a surface that isn't um, isn't a surface that we're, we're used to, and we don't normally like playing on those sorts of wickets. But now we know that in Dubai there's a bit more bounce, a bit more pace, and, and that's sort of what we enjoy. And we can, um, I guess, combat when you go against an, an Indian attack, which um, is very, very good. And then over Bali, obviously, can be a beautiful batting with them as well. So. Um, very confident in, in what we've got and, and what we can do going forward. And that's the whole thing. It's playing cricket our way and being positive in what we're doing. And, and that's, um, without a doubt, how we're going to be doing it. Hey, mate, Kiwis, with their backs against the wall, we saw with Baz McCullum when he took went over to the IPL and got KKR to the final. They are hungry <laughs> and they are a, a, a danger to any side. Now we've got our backs against the wall. The Black Caps, they, they've lost the one. And now it's pretty much knockout crunch time. What is your mindset? What is the mindset you're going to be giving the players heading into this next performance? Uh, what are you going to be saying to the batters particularly? It's pretty much just what you said. I mean, we've been amazing for, for however long now. When the chips are, they will actually pull up and we all pull together as a team and as a unit and we do everything for each other. There's, there's no individuals looking at themselves and, and doing it for themselves. But as a unit, we know each person has a role and a, and a part to play and that's what they go out and do. And we make games, I guess, if you look on TV, people think we've got no chance, and we win, and we put performances out there that, that show that the sort of fight we have as a unit, that's, I think, one of the, the massive pluses we've got. All right, mate, that's great. What about some golf? What have you been up to outside of uh, outside of throwing balls and chatting to the batters? Have you had a chance <laughs> to be able to enjoy yourself over there? <laughs> Probably not as much as we'd like to, but it's, we get we get a pool session for a couple of hours a day and getting the gymnast fist on it. As soon as you know he's like does he, he runs a muck and he can do it by himself. So um, a bit of that, and the boys are playing a bit of there is a bit of golf going on, um, and then I guess they're just doing all that. But, you know, they're doing their playstations or the jazz keeping themselves busy. VR thing going on to the guys you can hear them laughing and giggling <laughs> down the hallways and things that laugh themselves so uh, guppy that'll be guppy he loves a playstation <laughs> it can be difficult though can't it mate like being locked up in those <laughs> bubbles and and you know there's enough pressure on and performance wise anyway but but being locked up in bubbles can be quite difficult so I guess that's where team spirit and camaraderie comes in massive it's a, it's a massive part of it because I think you, you look at the, from the outside, you look at the, the life we get to live and we're all very lucky to play sport for a living and, and work in sport for a living. So we're certainly not, not knocking that one little bit. But then when you are, you get stuck in your hotel, hotel floor and, and there's not much going on. You, you do, you make sure that you're all, all together and helping each other out and doing things to get yourself away from the cricket and stuff. 
definitely your mind and body, and, and then you sort of everyone relaxes, and it, and it is what makes you, you play and enjoy your cricket more as well. Beautiful, mate. Well, Ronks, we really appreciate you joining us here on Bears and Izzy for breakfast, mate. And keep the spirits of the boys high. Yeah, they put up a formidable performance today against Good Park Stan side, and cool. I'm sure mm. with the schedule to come, you guys are going to be real strong. So all the best, mate. Pass on our best to all the lads as well. Well, no chance, Basil. Cheers, Luke Ronke, the batting coach for the Black Caps, obviously went down today against Pakistan, but no shame in the performance that they put up in trying conditions. We're coming up, what are we, 7.51 in the morning is on Baz Nizzy for breakfast. Plenty more to come. Right now, it's time for a McCafe coffee catch-up, and the Thames Valley Swamp Foxes have been a revelation in the resumption of our beloved Heartland Championship. They are six wins from six games so far and one win from punching their ticket to the famed Meads Cup final. This week they play King Country and Te Araha, Te Aroha, I should say, sorry about that, and have no restrictions on crowds. How good is that? Joe Murray is head coach of the Swamp Foxes and he's on the line right now. Good morning, Joe. Yeah, morning, boys. How you got? Good, good, mate. How are you? You must be a pretty happy coach. Pretty happy coach at the moment. Trucking really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The results, uh, the results have been great. Um, sometimes the process is not too good to get there, but, um, you know, the old cliche always seems to work on. But no, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> mate, well, what has it been about this year? Obviously, the disrupted season with the COVID situation and... You know, having a you know go into a wee little lockdown and come out and get st- ripped straight into a competition and and it's both competitions brought together. Has that been quite challenging for yourself? Are you pretty happy with um, how it's all come to fruition at the moment? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been a real uh, real big challenge actually. Um, it's been one of those years we've sort of talked about uh, not really wanting to. Who would have been a coach this year with uh, the way things have happened? So. <laughs> It's, uh, um, yeah, we're pretty happy with uh, the way that, um, that things have sort of panned out. Uh, we're really glad that we actually got to have some footy. Um, obviously, with the year before, not getting anything at all. And um, boys are just really pumped to, you know, be back on the footy field and, and, um, and having, some, having some boots on the ground. Nice. Joe, it's, uh, it's Baz here, mate. As, as a fellow coach and, and throughout these these sort of trying COVID times, how much of your coaching has been on the tools, um, skill development coaching, and how much of it has it been about just keeping a camaraderie and a cohesion amongst the group? Um, yeah, it's, it's been a huge part of, of both of those, um, really, because, um, yeah, so how it worked for us was um, we have a lot of guys that come into um, our area to play, to be able to be eligible for Heartland. It's something that we... Uh, make a huge point of that you need to be in our club competition playing in the club comp so everyone knows each other and um, the community know who they're supporting and you know just creates a, a a bigger atmosphere around that sort of thing so we had a few guys seven or eight non uh, that would be normally starting um, that were uh, locked down due to um, in Auckland and Hamilton <coughs> so um, it's been great to give um, guys that would have, you know, been in the emerging team and things like that, um, uh, time in the at the at the top level. So yeah, there's been a huge amount of um, of detailed, skilled coaching that's that's gone into it, as well as um, a huge a huge thing that we do is is culture based, um, and we we try and create better men and try and create better environments 
that's more than just rugby for us. Um, mm-hmm. And you know we we tie in with um, with Goldfield School um, in Title. I'm not sure if, if you're um, if you've heard of that um, or aware of that, but yeah, we um, are a special needs school in, in Title, and um, we uh, we tie in with them each year, and we have done since 2017 um, to uh, to make it to make the boys realise you know there's more to there's more to life than just rugby being a rugby player, mm. and there's more to um, more to it than just being yeah putting boots on the ground and so we we climb with them here to um hopefully show them that there's uh there's more to life than it yeah so yeah it's been a it's a big Mate. part of our the culture side of things that is good man i love that that is deep man then what i love about that is the care the care fact that i've been a part of some some a great organization especially down here in christchurch and um yeah, you know, there is more to to life than just rugby. It's off the field. It's 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 in the community, and I love what that you're about there, mate. Where did you where did you get your um inspiration from f- to be able to do this? Is there any any mentors that you've been kind of learning from, Joe? Yeah, yep. So our um the, the head coach at the time um in 2017 when I was uh, assistant coach then uh, Matthew Bartlett, um he he was the main sort of drive behind it, and um. We just, you know, carried it on since carrying it on since then, because it's, um, yes, you just you see guys that um, come in and sort of don't think about things much past putting boots on and and um, mm. Saturday nights after the game. So to see them, you know, um, <laughs> taking care of uh, or being appreciative of what we actually get to do, um, appreciate the fact that we can we can get up with no restrictions on you know, um, health or, pers- uh, you know, um, physical attributes and go and train Tuesday, Thursdays and do what we like. Um, just make some, you know, uh, hopefully appreciate what we're, um, what we're able to do. And yeah, Matthew Barlett, the head coach at the time, 2017 and 18, um, uh, and 19, sorry, was, um, yeah, huge, uh, huge part of that. <laughs> we're talking to Joe Murray here, the, uh, Swamp Foxes head coach six from six. They're red hot in the Heartland Championship, mate. Sounds like you're on the farm. Is that right? Yeah, I am. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when I was told it would be about twenty to eight, I was like, oh yeah, I can make that work. But then it got shifted to a bit later, so I'm, I'm out here shifting cattle. And um, yeah, oh, sorry, mate. Nah, that's background. brilliant. Well, that's brilliant because yeah, that's actually it. where I was going to go. Because to me, it sounds like you guys have got your as you say, your you, feet firmly on the ground. And is that the real sort of, the Kiwiana, the real sort of um, hard-working number eight wire kind of uh, nature of us? Is that what you guys are trying to bring about with the boys too? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we've, we've all got, um, you know, we're not professional guys and we're not paid the big bucks. So we, there's a, um, a realisation that, you know, we do it for the love as well. So uh, we go to our nine to fives each day, and then go to training. And um, just for us, I guess as coaches, it's about trying to get that mix of wanting to be as professional as we can, but realizing that you know we do it for the love, and we do it for the camaraderie, and and we do it for um, the fact that you know, yeah, we just love the game and we love playing code, and so we um, yeah we can't shy away from the fact that we have to we have to work. You know, it's part of our policies is. Um, uh, family work and then rugby, but obviously to be successful, we need to make sacrifices um, where we can. But uh, yeah, family and work come first. 
Nice, mate. I've, well, I've, I've currently just bought six cows. Don't ask me what they are. Don't ask me what they are. <laughs> You've got a few cows milling in the background there, man. Have you got any tips for me? What's your number one tip for these looking after these cows or cattle? Uh, cows are women, aren't they? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, no, no real tips, mate, but um, oh, you have less, you can do them better. So make sure you haven't uh, oh. overpopulated the place. Yeah, I've got ten acres, and uh, I did overpopulate my last ones because I didn't get enough money for them. I had 12 on 10 acres. Way too many. Now I've got six, and I've got a lot of pasture yeah. out there, so it's all about pasture yeah. management, isn't it? You might, yeah, and you might need a, maybe a better agent or something, you know? A little bit of livestock manager. Give well, me a, give like me a call, mate. Off, off here. <laughs> yeah, give no, me a call I've, off I here. I had Luke Romano, bud. I had Luke Romano. Oh. I've sacked him. He's gone. He's gone, yeah. mate. Oh, yeah. Got rid of yeah. him because he got me some ducks. They don't grow fast enough. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. Uh, all right. What about oh, enough, of the, enough of the enough of the country clueless from us? What um what about a player that we can we can watch out for, mate? A, a player or two that we we can keep an eye on who you think deserves a crack at a higher grade at some stage in the future. Throw one out there for us. Um, throw one out there. Yeah, we've got a we've got a couple of guys. Um, a couple of guys actually. The um, our uh, our midfielder um, Harry Lafatu and I. Um, he's he's uh, he's Samoan, not Scandinavian. As as uh, one of the uh, West Coast commentators thought. Um, That's quite but, uh, His complexion gives him away. The complexion makes it a bit hard because he's um, he's a ginger. So, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> yeah, so you don't think um, you don't think Samoan uh, when you see him, um, but uh, yeah. yeah, he's um, yeah he's got real real good skills, and uh, we've got a couple of up and coming props, and um, Trinity McQueen and Tahuia Kutia, both twenty years of age and um, twenty and twenty and twenty one years of age, and um, and yeah, really footing it with the big guys. Awesome. Um, so yeah. Couple of good boys to um, keep an eye on for the front row stocks. All right, mate, that's awesome. We'll look out for them. We'll look out for those players. But yeah. thanks so much for that gravy here. Um, just before we let you go, one more question: How happy have you been with the Heartland Championship? The exposure it's been getting for the last year—it's been—it's been great. And have you have you reached out to maybe some old All Blacks to come and put the boots on for you, boys? Yeah. Well, <laughs> during lockdown, we actually with, with the lockdown crisis and things that happened. Um, yeah, we actually had to, but uh, a couple of had surgery and weren't able to weren't able to front. And then um, we see Jose's managed to get himself and and Nonu and uh, obviously Sam ran had ran around for King Country. So I'm gonna have to talk to Dwayne Sweeney and see if he can um, rattle his dags and Ooh. see what we can get floating around. <laughs> oh, nice, Sweeney! Yeah. Oh, Sweeney, mate, he'll Swain, be a great guy. Yeah, he's the big still Swain. got it. He's too busy doing yeah, podcasts. Well, he was. He was. Yeah. He's actually been our skills technician, which has been awesome. Um, having him on board, he was meant to play this year, but he snapped his bicep. Um, and uh, but he's been involved with us since, um, oh, for the last sort of six, six or so weeks now, which um, which has been great. So yeah, we were giving him a bit of giving a bit of giving him a bit of crap when all these other All Blacks started turning out for the other teams, and we say, come on, mate, start pulling some strings, would you? <laughs> Oh, he's a good <laughs> yeah. man. He's a good man, it, mate. Hey. He's a good man. Yeah, yeah, he's a good man. 
Hey, bro, I uh, really appreciate your time. Joe Murray is the head coach of the Swamp Foxes, Thames Valley. Congratulations on the 100 years of Thames Valley rugby as well, mate. Thanks very much, and go well this weekend against King Country. Yeah, awesome, mate. Thank you very much. Can I just say, um, yeah, can I just say this this week we've got our um, charity jerseys um, going for oh, yeah. the um, the the um, Goldfield School. So each year we do it, we play in that, and then we auction them off afterwards. So yeah, if um, all open crowd, so if you're around that area listening, or if you can look on uh, get online, we'll also be doing the online auction as well. Perfect. Where's that online auction, bud? Where can they get that? Uh, there'll be Teams that'll Valley be put website? out yeah on our on our Teams Valley page yeah we'll throw it up on our yep. stuff as well eh we'll, we'll throw it up on the Twitter breakfast stuff yeah that's the one nah, yeah. awesome nice mate thanks very much cheers boys thank you there you go how oh, good eh Jay gee those cows are still the cattle was... <laughs> 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 that's not nice, cows Louis. are you hungry <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, I apologise. I apologise, cows. Whatever. I oh, know they're cattle because they're probably boys and girls. I've got to learn. I've got to learn. Anyway.